Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. The following is a presentation of A's Cast, your free 24-7 non-stop destination for A's baseball. Go to athletics.com slash A's Cast to download the app. Restrictions apply. It's time to go inside the front office of the athletics with the general manager of the A's, David Forst. Here now is the David Forst Show with Chris Townsend. Well, we have a very special edition of the David Force Show here on A's Cast Live and A's Cast from Oakland City team as it's A's Week of Giving as we're doing so much for the community to help people out. As we've been talking about over the year, we'll help over 500,000 people, Oakland City team. And David, always a very special time to be helping out the people of Oakland, especially here the holiday season and Christmas. Yeah, it's, it's great to see almost the entire organization out here. Catherine Aker and her community team uh, do a great job of coordinating this stuff and to see literally the entire office out here you know, wrapping presents, painting walls, putting sandwiches together. It's its nice to see us giving back. So I went over to your team as your team was working on uh, woodwork, and I walked up and said, oh, you guys build baseball team and your carpenters. Well, the, the baseball ops team is not known for their manual labor <laughs> abilities, but I saw them too. I was impressed at what they were putting together. Yeah, they had some hammers going. I was uh, very impressed, and obviously for you, you know, this is one of the great times of the year. Before you know it, we're all going to be in San Diego for the winter meetings. Deals are starting to go down. I think this is a lot of fun for you guys. It is. It's a busy time. Obviously, we made a couple moves the other day, trading Dirks into San Diego, uh, you know, a couple non-tender players. But, but bringing Jake Diekman back yesterday was big for us, something we'd been working on since the end of the season. And, and like you said, we head down to San Diego next week uh, where there's sure to be a lot of trade conversation. It does seem like the free agent market is, is moving a little bit, and uh, I expect there are going to be some deals down there. So I got my scouting report going, knowing uh, a few people around the Padres. And talk about Austin Allen, the catcher that you picked up. Tell me if this is right. Pretty advanced left-handed hitter, has steadily improved as a catcher the last few years, hoping he turns into a player like Steven Vogt. That Stephen Vogt's a great comp. That's a good scout. You should hold on to that source. Um, but no, he is Austin's hit everywhere he's been. Got a little taste of the big leagues, but definitely improving as a catcher. Uh, you know, when I talked to him after the trade, he mentioned he'd played against Sean Murphy pretty much at every level coming yeah. up in the Cal League, Texas League. Said he had talked to Sean at times. He's looking forward to really kind of picking his brain about catching. Obviously, you know, Murph is so good behind the dish. But, you know, between Allen, Jonah Heim, and Murph, we've got three really good young catchers. It's nice to have some depth at that position. And it's so key when your starter's going to be right-handed 
that you have this guy that can really hit and gives you, since we know the bench with so much bullpen, you don't have as much bench. This gives Bob Melvin a really, really at the end of the game, a pinch, pinch hit role. It does, yeah. And we've been so right-handed the past year, and, we, and still are. It's something we need to address. But having a couple left-handed options, whether it's platooning those guys or, like you said, coming off the bench. And with, you know, with a 26th man on the roster this coming season, hopefully we'll find another left-handed bat there, and Bob will have some options in late innings. That is so big. I mean, because it, it just got to seem like the more, or the more bullpens got bigger, you just really didn't have any depth on the bench. And that just, it just didn't seem... Right. Without a doubt. And there, look, there are days where guys are banged up and, and you have really two guys available on the bench. It's not fair to the manager. Um, it doesn't let, allow us to sort of maximize those matchups. But, yeah, with 26 men, 13 max pitchers, we're going to have an extra guy on the bench. So why did you feel you needed to move Jerickson? Look, Franklin Barreto, obviously, you know, we've seen him in the big leagues. He needs an opportunity. He's out of options. Jorge Mateo's out of options. You know, we need to give these guys an opportunity. Um, and we just felt like where, where the resources were and where the salary Jerickson was going to make, it made sense to give someone an opportunity, either, either Franklin or maybe find a left-handed partner for them. But these guys need, need a chance in the big leagues. And I like that because, you know, it means competition in spring training. For sure, for sure. And, and look, Franklin, Franklin knows. He's competed a couple times up here. It hasn't worked out. Um, but he knows this is a big offseason for him. And coming in to camp out of options, he's got to prove himself. You know, you had that deadline on Monday where you had to offer a contract. If you didn't offer a contract, the player became a free agent. Doesn't mean you can't bring them back. Right. But what was the thinking around Blake Trinan? It was partly that, is that, you know, by non-tendering him rather than trading him, we, we preserve the option to re-sign him. And we did it with Mike Fires last year. Non-tendered Mike, brought him back in late December on a two-year deal. So we're continuing the conversation. I talked to Blake myself, and, and he got it. He understood the, the business part of the game. Um, and he's still very interested in coming back, and, and we'll hopefully try and work something out down the road. But he is a free agent. He's going to see what the market has. And with relievers, I mean, you talk about having just a historic year, and then the next year having kind of a rough year. I mean, it's so tough to judge these guys. It is. It's it, there's, And we've talked about this. There's such a thin margin for error for these guys. And, and a walk here or there, or missing your location, and they're such high leverage spots. So, look, Blake, you know, Blake dealt with some injuries during the year, similar to what Lou Trevino dealt with. Those guys were so lights out in 18. Uh, you hope they bounce back in 20 to where they were. Yeah, and, you know, with Liam Hendricks, the year he had, so, you know, building a bullpen, and you bring back Diekman, talk about making that two-year deal with an option. Yeah, I mean, Jake did such a nice job. The thing about Jake is his ability to face both lefties and righties, and with the potential for, you know, a three-batter minimum they're looking at in the bullpen, you need guys who can face both left and right. So uh, Jake's got the ability to get the strikeout. Bob trusts him to come in with runners on base. He was, he was an important part of our bullpen down the stretch. Do you like that new rule? No. Really? No, I don't. I, I think it I think it sometimes puts pitchers at a health risk. I think it it hurts the flexibility of the manager and the pitching coach. Uh, I understand that MLB thinks it will speed up the pace of play, eliminating mid-inning pitching changes, but uh, no, I, I don't like things that limit uh, like I said, limit flexibility and potentially make a guy out make a guy stay out there for longer than he should be health wise. So when they start implementing this kind of stuff, how much do they actually reach out to the clubs and they say, hey, Oakland A's or hey, Texas Rangers or Angels, we're thinking about this, yeah. you know, coming to you guys in the front office? They, they do. They, they poll us. And in fact, at the GM meetings a couple of weeks ago, we, we voted on a couple of things and there were some discussion sessions. But, um, you know, ultimately, it's just, it's just input. We can tell them how we feel. I know, like I said, the commissioner is passionate about 
uh, speeding up the pace of play. And, and he thinks this, you know, a rule like this will help. The David Force Show right here on A's Cast Live and A's Cast. All right, so if Barreto and Mateo and maybe even Sheldon Noisy, you know, these are the guys that you're going to look at at second base. What then now as we're heading into almost Christmas time but going into the winter meetings, what do you see as a need? Well, I think, as I mentioned earlier, we'd like to find a left-handed middle infield complement as well. Uh, I think we're, you know, we're out there talking to some guys. Uh, I think there's possibility for a veteran catcher as some, you know, as some depth to make sure, you know, these young guys are all ready. Um, you know, we're always looking in the bullpen. The nice thing about this offseason compared to the last two is we feel like we have a rotation. Um, you know, we feel like we, you know, with Fires, Montes, and Manaya at the top, and then a combination of Puck and Lazardo if they're ready, Mangdon, Bassett, like we've got that depth. So it's allowed us to stay out of the starting pitching market um, and focus on, you know, completing the bullpen, looking for a left-handed bat, um, and really maybe a utility guy. Again, 26 guys now. You're going to find someone in that Chad Pinder mold that can play everywhere. Yeah, you got to make some tough decisions at times. And the one guy you just mentioned, a guy that I like a lot personally, you know, struggled coming back from Tommy John, but he's back, threw the ball well for you as a starter, then even went to Bob Melvin and said, hey, I'll help you in the pin, is Chris Bassett, and he's out of options. I mean, how much, when you look at that, does that play into it going, whether we going to maybe start out, I don't know, six guys to kind of help out the young guys or have him as a long guy, but just not to lose him because if – Someone will pick him up in a second. Without a doubt. No, and, and you're right. Those are all the things we're talking about, a potential six-man rotation to start the year because you know as you get deep into the summer, Puck and Lazard are going to need a blow at some point um, or, or out of the pen. Uh, again, similarly, if Puck and Lazard are in the rotation, you might, you might be looking at four or five innings and you need a bridge guy like Bassett. But no, Chris has earned his spot on this team um, and being out of options, we're going to have to find a way to keep him. You know, we always want to start guys out at the beginning of the year, but if we're going to have innings limits... I'd rather those guys be pitching innings at the end of the year and postseason because so many times you see guys start the season and then you're like, well, it's August, got to put them on the shelf. Well, this is when I need the guy. Right, and I, I don't think we're talking about innings limits for either guy right now. I just think we're, we're aware neither guy has had a full season uh, in a while. Obviously, AJ is a couple of years removed. Jesus has never had a full season in, in pro ball. So, uh, you know, whether that's, you know, like I said, four or five inning starts early, giving them a blow at some point. Yeah, we hope to be playing meaningful baseball in September and October and have those guys available. So you have to stagger it as you go. We had Steven Piscotti, who's here with us at the Oakland City, Oakland City team. We had him on the show on Monday. He's healthy. He's raring to go. How do you see the outfield shaping up? Because I think the way Canna played for you, He's got to be a guy you think about every day. For sure, for sure. It's a great problem to have. Look, having too many good guys. But, yeah, with, with Steven, Mark, Ramon, Pinder, and Grossman, you've got five capable guys, five guys who can be out there all the time. Um, and what we've learned, you know, looking at Ramon's injury, looking at Steven's injuries, these guys need, need days off their feet. So there's going to be a rotation. There's going to be at-bats for everybody. You know, when Robbie signed here last year, he wasn't quite clear where the at-bats come from. And then as the season goes, you know, he, he almost had 500 at-bats like a full-time guy. So, the, you know, it's good to have some depth. Bob will know how to use those guys. And when you start talking about Marcus Simeon, the year he had being third in the MVP balloting, you know, a lot of people are talking about Marcus and his future. And what is his future with the team? Can you just give us any insight on Marcus with potentially maybe getting a hometown deal and keeping him here? Yeah, well, what we know about Marcus's future is that he's here in 2020. 
Uh, there's always going to be conversation about trying to keep him here beyond. Obviously, Marcus grew up here, living in Alameda now. He's happy to be here. So we, we're aware on both sides there's an interest in keeping him here. It's, you know, it's going to be a matter of dollars, what the market looks like, and you know, what our, our future looks like in terms of the ballpark and, and how we sort of put our payroll together. But you know, we love Marcus. We've got him for another year, and we'll continue the conversation about beyond 2020. You know, most important thing is what we're doing here to help people for the holidays. So you and your team and the organization doing a great job. Thank you for doing this, and we'll see you down in San Diego. Uh, I appreciate it. It's great to see everybody out here, like I said, getting this kind of participation, giving back to the community that gives us so much. So thanks, Chris. The David Force Show right here on A's Cast Live and A's Cast. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.